0: Good morning, and if you have your Bibles with you, please turn with me to Luke's Gospel. I'm going to start to read from chapter 1 and verse 5. So that is Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 5. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were upright in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly. But they had no children, because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well on in years. Once when Zachariah's division was on duty, and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time of the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshippers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zachariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from birth. Many of the people of Israel will, be, will he bring back to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zachariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well on in years. The angel answered, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words which will come true at their proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zachariah, and wondered why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized that he had seen a vision in the temple for he kept making signs to them but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you again for the opportunity we have to come before you this morning and we just ask your blessing upon us now as we gather around your word as we ask these things in the precious name of Jesus amen. Amen Well, you know it will be Christmas Day in five days time and what I've done this morning I've titled this little piece here Prepared for Christmas so here's the question how prepared are you? Is the tree dressed? Are the deckies up? Presence bought? Are they all wrapped? Cards sent? Freezer stacked? I expect that, like, like most people, the answer to that question is going to be, well, not yet. We know that it's been more difficult this year. Our plans have been interrupted by the many restrictions placed upon us due to the COVID-19 one of which is not being able to meet with friends and family, and not least of all, not meeting with our family church. Despite all these interruptions to our plans, Christmas Day will happen, as it has every year since that first Christmas Day in Bethlehem. You know, my parents, they had a few Christmas days interrupted. That was by World War Two, As well as their parents... Because they, in their time, had a few Christmas days disrupted because of World War I. But in all those cases, Christmas Day still happened. When God prepared for Christmas Day, his plans were interrupted. But Christmas Day still happened. Now, over the last few weeks, uh, we've been looking at God's preparation for the birth of his son, his beloved son, His plan was perfect. The interruptions to his plan were brought about by the same things that interrupt our plans and are interrupting our plans for Christmas. It's all down to the sinfulness of man's heart and the conditions of the sin-cursed world that we inhabit. And these things are recorded for us way back in the book of Genesis. And right the way through the Scriptures... And right up to the things that we witness today. And this morning, I want us to consider one of the final parts of God's plan in preparation for the birth of Jesus. And that plan is the part that concerns the birth of John the Baptist. So come with me again, as we have done over the past few weeks, back in time to the time of Isaiah, some six to 700 years before the birth of Jesus. And let's just read uh, a verse or two from Isaiah chapter 40. This is what it says in chapter 40, verse 1. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling in the wilderness... Prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, and rugged places are plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all the people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken." Way back then, this is the promise that the first Christmas would happen despite the interruption of sin. And in fact, it is because of sin that it must happen. So, let us now go forward a few hundred years after Isaiah to the days of another prophet. His name is Malachi. 400 years before the birth of Jesus. Listen to what Malachi said, and this is from chapter 3, verse 1. I will send my messenger, who will prepare the way for me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant, whom you desire, will come, says the Lord Almighty. You see, the messenger will come And a messenger will come with a message, a message of preparation to receive the one who is the baby born in Bethlehem, the Son of God. The fulfillment of the promise, the promise of that first Christmas, and that first Christmas would happen. But not yet. The people were not ready. God would be silent for 400 years. In this silence, we hear the words of the psalmist. This is Psalm 74, verse 9. This is what he said We are given no signs from God, no prophets are left, and none of us knows how long this will be. They were difficult times for God's people, but God was silent. God will speak and he would speak soon so let us come forward 400 years as we listen to what Mark says in his gospel as he quotes both these prophets Mark chapter 1 verse 1 to 3 the beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah the Son of God as it is written in Isaiah the prophet I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare the way A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight the paths for him. That messenger was John the Baptist. So let's just consider for a few moments this morning the birth of John the Baptist. So Luke chapter 1 verse 8 through to 10. Once, when Zachariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for burning incense came, all the assembled worshippers were praying outside. There were 24 divisions within the priesthood. And each division would serve for one week at a time. Now, they would draw lots, and the lots would be drawn to allocate the different parts of the service that was required in the temple. And the honourable and the coveted one was to burn incense in the holy place at the time of the daily sacrifices. And this would be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for a priest sometimes it might never happen within a priest's lifetime but this was Zachariah's turn his Zachariah's turn to serve in the temple in the holy place for a week now the burning of incense on the golden altar was a symbol of prayer that's what Zachariah was doing and the people outside of the the holy place, they were praying. And the prayers were being offered. And the burning of the incense was to signify those offered prayers and the acceptance by God of those prayers. And on this day, two prayers would be answered as God would again speak to his people. Luke Luke 1, verse 11 through to 17. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. You know, this was a scary moment for Zechariah. But the text goes on. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. This was not only a scary moment for Zachariah; It was a moment where he was given an unbelievable promise. Let's read on. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his be- birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He's never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. So Zachariah is being told by the angel what his son will be like. Remember this son, that at this particular moment, Zachariah doesn't believe he will actually be able to have. But the angel goes on and he says this, he will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord. In the spirit and the power of Elijah, to turn in the hearts of the parents of their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So Zechariah is being told about this son who will be born to him and Elizabeth. He's been told what he will be like. Now he's being told what he will do. He will make ready a people prepared for the Lord. This is one of the prayers that Zechariah and the people in the temple would have been praying for continually. During this 400 years silence they would have been praying that the promised one would come, that the Messiah would come. So Zechariah is told what his son will do. Let's go to Luke 18 verse 20. Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I am an old man, and my wife is well on in years. So what Zechariah is saying to the angel is, Look, I don't believe this can happen. You tell me how it can, because I don't believe it can, and I've given you the reasons why. I am an old man, and my wife is well on in years. But we read on, The angel said to him, I am Gabriel, I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words which will come true at their appointed time. This is the result of Zachariah's unbelief. But you know, it didn't stop it happening. Verse 21 and 22. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he couldn't speak to them. And they realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. As Zechariah had been praying, the faithful in the temple court were also praying. We read in verse 10, all the assembled worshippers were praying outside. You see, this is a remnant of faithful people who are being given this promise, the promise of the one who would come to herald the coming of the Messiah. So we read on in Luke, and verse 23 to 25. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant, and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days he has shown his favor, and taken away my disgrace among the people. So Zachariah, After his week of service in the temple, he then goes back to his wife, Elizabeth. And eventually, a son is born to them. In Luke chapter 1, verse 57 to 66, this is what we read. And in this passage, we read of the birth of John the Baptist. We read that Zachariah's voice returned as he named the boy John as he had been instructed by the angel. You know, the people there thought he would have been named Zachariah after his father. And there would have been a lot of talking about this and obviously Zachariah couldn't say anything because he couldn't speak. And then when they asked him, he spoke. And he said his name should be John. And from there on in, he had his voice back. He now believed and trusted and knew the truth of that miracle that he'd been told would happen. And what I would like us to do is to listen to what he said. We find this in verse 67 through to 79. And this is Zachariah's song, his Christmas song. And I want us just to, briefly have a look at it. so much in this passage we could spend a lot of time going through it. But this morning I just want us to get the flavor of it and to take away the feeling in the heart of Zachariah. We read this. His father, Zachariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because... He has come to his people and redeemed them. Get that word there. Redeem them. The Redeemer is on his way. It's all part of God's plan. And Zechariah goes on. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he said through his holy prophets of long ago. See, Zechariah knew the prophets. He knew the promises that were there. He believed them, and now he's about to see them all come true. The prophets were right. And the birth of John the Baptist was a miraculous birth. Zechariah thought it was impossible, and it was really impossible, but with God's intervention, it became possible. And notice what he says there. He'd raised up a horn of salvation. That is, a horn speaks of strength. The strength of salvation for us. We go on with that word, salvation, because this is what the text says. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant. The oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear and in holiness and righteousness before him all day long. This is confirmation of the promise given to Abraham. And this is the preparation of God. The preparation that God has done so that this event might happen. The event of the arrival of the Messiah, the promised one. I'm sure that Zachariah didn't understand how this would all happen. But he knew it would happen. He knew that salvation would come. And so, Zechariah goes on. And you, my child. He's speaking now to his son, John the Baptist. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of God. You know, we can view this verse with hindsight because we've seen how that came about, that Jesus didn't come just to free his people, people from the Roman Empire to make them into a great nation. He came to do more than that. He came to pay the price for their sins and for our sins, to bring the knowledge of salvation. How? Through forgiveness of their sins. Why? Because of the tender mercy of God. A promise of forgiveness of sins. The tender mercy of God and the bringer of salvation. Then he finishes off. By which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. Does that remind you of something we've looked at already? Those living in darkness. You know, that is speaking of not just the Jewish nation, but the Gentiles as well, as we've seen from what the prophet said. I want us just to briefly, this morning, come ahead a little bit to after the birth of Jesus, and it's again in Luke, it's Luke chapter 2, verse 29 to 32, and this is the words of Simeon. That faithful priest in the temple who was waiting, waiting and waiting for that promise to be revealed, for the Messiah to come. And he said these words as he held the eight-day-old baby Jesus in his arms. Listen to what he says. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servants in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people. You prepared for Christmas. God was prepared for Christmas despite all the things that would try to stop it happening. And those words from Simeon, he recognizes who God is. He recognizes the promise. He can now see his, his life's wish fulfilled in this little child he holds in his arms because he has seen, seen what? God's salvation. A salvation that had been prepared in the sight of all nations. Just read right through your Bible from Genesis, right the way through, right the way through, and you'll see that. And a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people, Israel. You know what we've got here in this passage? We've got prophecy fulfilled. We've got a promise given. We've got a promised gift that is recognized. We've got the first Christmas that happened. And we've got the Virgin who did give birth to a son. And we have the Saviour who is here with us today let me just round these things up with the words of john the baptist this is found in john 1 verse 29 the next day john that's john the baptist saw jesus coming towards him and said look the lamb of god who takes away the sins of the world that's who jesus is The sacrifice for our sins. The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Let's go back to my original question this morning. And see how prepared you are for Christmas. Let me ask, how many Christmases have you prepared for? Well, probably quite a few. But in those Christmases that you have prepared for, have you ever received the gift, the gift of the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, your sins and my sins? Or is he, that is Jesus, still waiting for you to respond? My prayer is that this Christmas if you haven't already done it, that you will respond and accept the gift of the Lamb of God who paid the price for your sins, that your sins might be taken away and dealt with and that you might know the real meaning of Christmas. And if you do, rejoice with me in this passage that we've just read. And let that rejoicing go on as we continue in our walk towards Christmas Day. What did I say at the beginning? I said from today, it's actually what? In five days' time, it will be Christmas Day. Are you prepared for that? In the way that God wants you to be prepared? We've looked at this morning, two miracles... Zachariah and Elizabeth, their son John was a miraculous birth. God's son, who was born to Mary, was a miraculous birth. And you know something? When you accept Jesus as your Saviour, that is a miraculous birth, a new birth, a new life in Christ. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your word and... We've gone through this passage and there's so much more here. But, Father, let us take away that which you would have us take away, that you might speak to us through the power of your Holy Spirit. You know us as individuals. You know those who are listening to this, those who are yours and we rejoice in that. There may be those who as yet have not taken you as their saviour. We pray that they might, during this Christmas time, And we ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.